Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Game day! That's right, we got a ball game tonight. How do you tear off the rust and get all that bad juju going on with you with the last two lost games? You get a win tonight. Syracuse is in town. The Orangemen. Cards need a win. 7 o'clock tip. And we are ready to go. The guest tonight... Nick Curran, he is on his way to Georgia Tech because he calls the women's games. Hello, Dave. Hello. He calls the women's games, and we're going to get Nick Coffey here in a second. But a friend of ours from Louisville, Kentucky, went to Trinity High School. He's a rock. Dick Gabriel is going to join us. Oh. Because he's got got an interesting topic that I want to kind of go over that I think is kind of a little crazy. But I want to find out what he he, he knows. Could this be not that... Rick Patino left under the similar circumstance that Bobby Knight left Indiana, but he just reconciled with the fan base such that it was. Yeah. Is it going to happen here? Right. Now, the interesting angle to that, Rick won a title there, and then some would say he helped contribute to losing a title here. Does that make him a more attractive candidate to I don't come know. back? It's kind of sad if it does, but it's a little bit of intrigue. Uh, it's, it's similar to the Bob Knight situation because we'll... Rick forgives some of the things the UK people said to him and his family through the 18, 19 years he was at at Louisville. So, I don't think he's justified to be ticked off at Louisville people, even though he is. You but mean Kentucky people or Louisville people? Well, Louisville administration, oh, I guess, right. not, not Louisville fans. But I would think that his anger toward what happened here at Louisville might supplant the anger that he had to the Kentucky fans. I don't know. We'll find out what, what Dick thinks. He's he's a great dude, and and we'll ask him the tough question of, we don't even know the field yet, but give me a Kentucky Derby winner because you and I are woefully lacking. How many horses in the potential Derby field could you name right now? Um, is Zippy Chippy in there? There's a, there's a, I don't know. The Orient Express? All right. Nick Coffee on five. Nick! What's up, fellas? How we doing? What are you doing, dude? I'm getting ready. Uh, first, got to get my kids from school here shortly, and then I'll be... Getting in game mode. I don't play tonight, but I am eager to see if this team can uh, can bounce back. It's a game that doesn't really have a ton of significance as far as the resume, but as what you saw the last two games, this team definitely needs something to, to get some confidence back, not only in themselves, but the fan base as well. Nick, do you know the routine of how you drive in and how you exit from picking up your child from school? Do you have all that down? Because I'm, I'm sure you do because you have the opportunity of your show now to do that on a regular basis, but you, you know what not to do when you get to the school. Yeah, so there's three lanes. There's a lane uh, for buses, a lane uh, for people exiting, and then there's a middle lane that's for me. And that's my, I'm going in my car, 
and I'm driving up to a specific spot. So because <laughs> she's in preschool, I have to go to the door. So right. It's a different, different strategy for me. Other people just wait in the car. Right. right. Yes. I don't have to do that. Yes. I get out. But what happens if I get there a minute before 328 or a minute after 328, I end up parking somewhere where I'll be blocked by the car rider's line, and I have to wait for all of them. So you, you have to time it perfectly. I, I struggled at that early on, but in the last month or so, I've had it down to a science. No, they they gather them out front first, right? So aren't aren't the preschoolers go first, and then and then everyone else? Yeah. So they gather them not outside, but by a door. So you're right. That's what. So if I get there a little bit later. They've already started letting the other students go, so then I'm just caught in the madness of the people who just roll in the line to pick them up. So I park and walk, but again, you got to hit it at the sweet spot because if I do, I get out of there before they even start picking up the other kids. See, I, I used to love that part of my day is picking, taking my kids or picking them up from school, and a lot of times you're like one of the only dads. Everyone else is moms. Oh yeah, I mentioned this. Um, she switched schools this 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 starting this school year, mm-hmm. and I see people that I forgot existed that I went to high school with. Like nowadays, you see, you know, I didn't. Oh, I forgot you. We were, in, you know, we had a uh, science together in sophomore year, and oh yeah, now you have a kid. It's just one of those things where the first yes. time we went to like visit the school, yes. it was like a mini high school reunion. Yes, you reconnect with people you went to high school with when you have kids, and actually, a lot of times you hang out with people you did not hang out with in high school and make really good friends with it's it's really kind of a fun situation i'm i'm i hope you're hope you're enjoying that and of course number 2 on the way you got the boy so yeah you're on the run you're going to have a great time talking to nick coffee tonight's game you know everyone's going to talk about possible lineup but this is the of course the game where a couple of weeks ago there was video and then a picture that was put on facebook of denny crumb going over how to break the syracuse uh, zone so this is now <laughs> So even if he gets out of the the, uh, the slump, people are going to say, well, thank God Coach listened to Denny. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like this would have been a bigger talking point had the last two games not happened because that was like, I mean, that picture put some crazy emotions, I think, in the fans to see. I mean, it's like the bromance the fans didn't know they needed of Chris Mack just looking like he's just soaking up whatever Denny Crum is saying. So whatever he told him, uh, as far as how to attack that zone, let's hope he uses it and let's hope it works. Um. I was one of those people that almost got a little emotional watching uh, Denny do that because I know that that de- that relationship did not exist with the last guy. Um, I'm not going to go as far as to say they had a little nickname for him when they talked about him privately and they didn't treat him the same, but maybe that happened, maybe it didn't. But Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was, I was going to say, I, we didn't hear, at least unless you were behind the scenes, and I, and I didn't hear a ton about how Denny was constantly treated poorly, but... Denny, if I was Denny, I don't know if I would have been as quiet as, as he was as far as how he just didn't necessarily feel like he always had an open door and he wasn't treated great. It's one of those things I think a lot of people, like the average fan never thought about it. But now that Chris Mack and his family, his staff, and the program has really embraced the whole doesn't matter what era you played in, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever it may be, we're all kind of in this together. Fans never even saw that with Rick. And it's not as if they knew how awesome it was to see it. Now you see all these other guys and they've honored I mean, they've honored like three or four different teams just in the less than two years that Chris Mack's been here. And it's just some fans, I don't think they realized how cool it would be to see until they actually got it. All right. So I watched the Syracuse-Florida State game this past weekend, and Syracuse gave Florida State all they wanted. I know Florida State's best player was was uh, sat for disciplinary reasons, but still, Florida State is loaded. They remind me a lot of Louisville. And 
they took them down. I thought I thought Syracuse was going to beat Florida State in Tallahassee, right? So this is not going to be one of those, hey, let's get healthy by beating the Qs tonight. They need this big time. And it's gonna be tough. No, it's gonna be really tough. And I Florida State has lost four or five, and I didn't really know that until I looked because I've watched them play recently and they look like they're getting better. They gave Virginia a really good run. As you mentioned, they had a lead for, I want to say, about 85 to 90% of the second half against a good Florida State team who hasn't lost in their place in a long time. And, and as you mentioned, Syracuse took them to the wire. Uh, they, they had two guys that were leading. They were, they were in the top five of the ACC in scoring. They got a freshman, Joe Girard, that can really shoot it, freshman point guard. And then there's a guy who's about six foot ten, and he looks like he weighs about 110 pounds. His name is Dolajai. And he gave Louisville all kinds of problems last year, just an energy guy. He'll get 11 rebounds, 7 points, and 4 steals, just make an impact. I mean, they're a good team, um, but what I keep telling myself, well, if, if they're so good, why, how have so many teams beaten them? So Louisville's going to have to play well tonight, and I do think they'll win because I just think they're better, but I do still kind of think it's going to be a work in progress. One, because as you mentioned, Syracuse, it's, it's not as if you're playing a, a crappy team, and also... If we, in fact, see different lineups, rotations, which I'm not even sure if we will, but if we do, that might be something that takes a little bit of time before it to get some continuity. See, I, people underestimate the rivalry that is this game. I mean, I am 50, about to turn 51. You believe that, Nick? I don't look 51, Crazy. right? Not at all. Thank you. 61. <laughs> Syracuse and Louisville, when I was in high school, in grade school, they played. They had a rivalry. They played every single year. Uh, even when, when Louisville was winning national titles under Denny and going to Final Four every year, they played Syracuse. And then when they p- popped into the Big East, it was like, well, here we go, familiar foe. And then guess what? We followed them to the ACC. So Syracuse and Louisville go way back. And this is, I think this is one of the more underrated rivalries that we play. Agree? Yeah, I think as far as the rivalry, I'm not sure each team would come up quickly when you ask who their rivals are. Right. But I, there, but there's a lot of history between them. And as you mentioned, I talked about it a little this morning. They've obviously been in the same conference for many years now, from the Big East to the ACC, but they played a lot in the non-conference. Then he would go out and load up his non-conference schedule, and Syracuse was normally a part of that. Um, but I can tell you this. I, I think Syracuse fans dislike Louisville more than the other way around because, honestly, Louisville, especially in the days of the Big East, they took some losses. But Rick Pitino kind of owned Jim Beheim in that series. Again, he didn't go undefeated, but they had a lot more wins against him than they did losses. He did. I was in uh, New York for the 2013 Big East Tournament, the last one there, which is the best experience I've ever been at at a game, just to see that come back from Louisville. And, of course, they went on to win the whole thing. And Disney fans don't like Louisville fans. Uh, There wasn't a lot of us there, but, of course, with them being in New York and it being the last one, they were they were all over the place. And then I was in Syracuse for the football game, which there's not a rivalry there really, but I was in Syracuse for the, the Lamar Jackson game where he had the leap and kind of really put his put himself on the mat nationally. And I just remember there being, I don't know if it's just angry um, upstate New Yorkers, but they didn't seem pleasant when it comes to playing Louisville. That's exactly right. And before Nick Coffey goes to uh, the carpool lane to pick up his daughter from school, which he knows exactly which lane he's going to be in, that's exactly right. And do I remember that Syracuse fans are always, there's always a video or a picture of an obnoxious uh, Syracuse fan sort of, um, with a sign, head to toe in orange gear, head to toe, and, and a little bit of a scrum every once in a while with the Louisville fan. There will be Syracuse fans in the crowd tonight. A lot of uh, RBF, a lot of resting B faces in the yes. Syracuse fan base. That's what I think of. 
And um, I just think maybe they're angry because the beer that they get served at their games up there is Labatt Blue. And I just like imagine going somewhere and that's like the main beer that, that they give out instead of like a Bud Light or something. That, that probably can't make them. Uh, that probably makes them pretty unpleasant. At least it would me. But you're right. There are going to be some there tonight because for basketball, I mean, I don't know where you'd rank them as far as how many fans they have, but they do have a humongous fan base. And what we do kind of covering, um, you know, using the Internet to talk about a team and, and blog and write and all that, they always come up in the top as far as they just have a ton of people online that care about Syracuse. All right, my, my starting five, if I was coached tonight, would be DJ, Fresh, Sutton, Wara, and Williams. I just think that... That's it. That's it. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. I, I mean... I still think you can play other guys, but uh, no, that's to I me. Mean, Enoch in the last of the last game, that's, that's the one change I've made. But I've been with David Johnson to start for a few games now, but Chris Mack, and, and I'm going to give Elliot some sound for you guys to share. I mean, Chris Mack, he kind of contradicted himself. He mentioned last week that, you know, or I'm sorry, after the last game that, hey, we got to make some changes. These poor starts are costing us because we can't climb out of these holes in every mm-hmm. single game. Well, then yesterday he kind of went back to the, well, starting doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, it's all about who finishes, and yeah, finishing is a huge part of it, but starting also does matter because it's cost you two straight games to where you just got off to such a bad start, and it's not even just about you. Think about Clemson. Your poor start gave them life that they didn't have, meaning they, they didn't come out and, you know, just get hot and, 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 you know, keep it close the whole game. They came out and kind of buried Louisville, and it's because of their poor start, and Louisville, I think at times they they got it together a little bit, but Clemson had given themselves too big of a cushion. So I'm, I'm kind of worried that we're going to see no changes. We're going to go back to the lineup that we saw during the 10-game stretch. And, uh, you know, if you win, it doesn't matter, I guess, because that's all that matters is getting results. But I just I can't understand how it not – I mean, if you have two sets of eyeballs, even if you don't know a ton about the game of basketball, David Johnson is this team's best guard, best playmaker. It's, and that's not an attack on Fresh Kimball and Darius Perry and Ryan McMahon. But there's like three things David can do that those guys just simply can't. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have uh, Dick Gabriel on. He's a good friend of mine and, of course, yours too. He works uh, at WLAP in Lexington and uh, went to Trinity High School. Great guy. We could talk a little bit about the early derby, uh, but they he discussed Rick Pitino possibly going back to Rupp Arena in the same way that Bob Knight had gone back to uh, to Bloomington. What are your thoughts on that, and did you discuss that on your show, I assume? We talked about it uh, when Bob Knight went back. So it was a little bit, it was last week when it became kind of a big topic because I do think eventually Rick will get back to both places. And I think it will have to have, with Cal- Calipari will have to be a part of it because he wants to have, the, he, his ego wants to be, hey, I'm going to be the nice guy and bring him back. But the best, the best scenario for it to happen is to honor one of Rick's teams. And I think they're coming up on like the 25th anniversary of one of those title teams. I guess it was 1996, maybe. I guess it'll be next year. And if his players want him there and they tell Calipari, I mean, I could, I could see it happening. I think Rick would do it now because, I mean, the guy loves some attention and this, of yep. course, would put him in the spotlight. So I, I think it would happen. Now, for Louisville, I still think you have to wait down the road uh, and kind of see how this NCAA stuff plays out. I mentioned this earlier, Nick, before I had to run across the hall for a few minutes, but any chance that the – and I, I hate to bring this up, but, but Louisville lost a banner with Rick here. So he, he won them a banner – won Louisville a banner, then lost it. Is he a more attractive return to Rupp Arena because of what happened here with some fans? He, he, he's, is he more attractive to U.K. fans that he sabotaged Louisville in the end? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Maybe have his tattoo removed at center court or something? Well, I mean, I, that, I know that's sort of, I mean, Kentucky fans, if you really think about it, what do they have to be angry about now? 
I mean, when Tubby took over, they won a title the next year, so he didn't leave a mess. He came back to Louisville, which I guess they were pissed about, understandably so, but look how it all ended. He left him in shambles. I mean, um, I think right now he has a much – I don't. I think some Kentucky fans just don't really even care one way or the other, but those that used to just be over the top, he's dead to me, you know, you know, remove his name from the rafters because he flicked us off. I think the more time that passes, not that they feel sorry for him, but they, they don't, they're not mad enough anymore to try to put up a stop him potentially coming back. I just Maybe that was the master plan all along. I just think it speaks volumes that he is a, a, a potential problem to coming back to being honored at either school. I think that just speaks a lot of, sorry, how he leaves places. I mean, he's. I, I've told that this story a million times, and Dave's heard it a million times, but I've said that when that plane landed and the Bronco was going to the warehouse and Terry Miners was hosting and mm-hmm. Rick was coming to be the coach at UofL, my... Boss was a Lexington native, UK fan all life, wheeled around and looked at me and said, he's going to win you a bunch of games, and then he's going to break your heart. And and he was right. So I, I, don't, I think it speaks a lot to where we're sitting here discussing which fan base will allow him back in their arena first. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think with with Rick, what really uh, the whole dynamic about him being in Kentucky for a while, then going to the rival and the personal rivalry he had with John Calipari, the one thing that really stands out to me, maybe the first time that I can recall of a guy who is, you know, kind of, uh, you know, he's, he's just too, like he, he he's delusional at times. But he had no, I don't think he had a clue that Kentucky fans would ever dislike him for anything he did. I think when he walked out of that tunnel yep. in Rupp Arena when he was Louisville's coach for the first time, and there were a lot more boos than there were uh, cheering and applauding him. I think his body language instantly changed to where you could kind of tell. He, he, he thought he was so beloved there, there was nothing he could do. Yeah. And I think at that moment, it, that, it just became too big for him. It was too personal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're a Kentucky fan, what would be your biggest reason as to – I mean, again, he coached the rival, and he has certainly a different image now than he did when he coached uh, in Lexington. But, I mean, he did – he was a huge part of their program. I mean, he, him getting Kentucky back to where they wanted to be – had a, had an effect on you know Calipari even looking at that job the way it is. I mean, if Rick never comes there, and let's say they don't get somebody that can put them on the map the way he did in the long run that Tubby had, I mean, I think Kentucky fans, as much as they like to make fun of him for obvious reason, he's made that an easy job for people to poke fun at him. But he he is an important piece to their program and their history. Not sure if you guys talked about this or not, but this is a pro story today. But it will be a college story again in all likelihood, and that is. John Beeline is no longer the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh. He's 67 years old, so if he wants to coach again, he'll have any number of options. What are the odds that Mr. No Shampoo is gone in Bloomington and John Beeline takes over at Indiana? Is Ooh, that just a, uh, oh, that's a good What thought. do you think? Indiana and Texas are the programs mentioned the most in the last 48 hours just because Shaka Smart looks like he's likely going to be out. Shaka uh, Smart. And of course, Ar- Archie Miller Shaka is Smart. not... Archie Miller has not done a good job at all, and, and, and he's not really giving them any hope for anything down the road. They're not bringing in many recruits. They're losing a lot of those talented players in state. And what makes Archie Miller look even worse is the fact that Dayton got better when he left. Dayton is a two-seed right now with mm-hmm. Grant coaching him. Um, but there's a $14 million buyout. The athletic director is retiring, so I think it actually makes it kind of attractive for him to say, yeah, we're going to fire him. Oh, new AD, we're going to leave you with this $14 million bill. But with John Beeline, here's what I would do. I would pump the brakes on thinking he's going to get right back into coaching. I don't know if people follow this, but his son, I think his name is Pat, he was a coach at, uh, I think it's Niagara, and he's kind of climbed the coaching ranks. And then like two weeks before the season started, he re- he, he stepped down for personal reasons. I don't know the details about what he's going through, but apparently – 
that is a huge part as to why things have not worked out for John uh, for Beeline in, in Cleveland. Obviously, he's just not been able to relate to the pro athlete, but apparently he's really struggling with some issues his son is having, and I think that could lead to him taking some time off. But no doubt, Indiana, Texas are the two schools that uh, have, have probably put their coaches' seats even warmer just knowing that he could be out there available to grab because he's one of those guys that he was one of the best coaches in the sport before he left for the NBA. He didn't have a title to show for it, and he's not exactly a big personality, but uh, he, he, was, he was winning at a high level for about a decade. And one thing about Archie I'm kind of tired of hearing about as a fan is this constant uh, references to, to locker room issues and things like that. Well, you know, fix it. If there's a problem in the locker room, get rid of them. I mean, you're the coach, Archie. How many, how many years has he been in Indiana now? This is third season. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. You, you've Three seasons and is there's not, even, there's not even any signs that it's getting better. Right. No, no, no. I agree. All right. Uh, all right. This is it. Uh, give us the win or loss, and what's the score? Louisville wins tonight. I say they win by, I think the Ken Palm had them winning by 10. Vegas spread was nine. I think they win by six. Give me 72 uh, to, to 66. I think it's ugly at times. Uh, I don't think it's, it's, it's a beautiful performance, but I think they win really just because they're better. What I hope is that they look better. They look like they're playing more together and getting into good form as they get set for the postseason. Um, but, you know, after watching the last two games, I, I don't have a lot of confidence that's going to happen. But they do win tonight, and it's not because they play out of their minds, but they're just better. On a scale of 1 to 10, then, how much is this a must-win game? 10 being the you better win this damn thing. <sighs> See, it's so tough to say because you could slip up tonight and still not even have a terrible seed, but yet it would just be more bleeding, right? It would be more of you heading in the wrong direction. I would say from 1 to 10, give me an 8. Now, North Carolina, believe it or not, is, is, is a 10 because that's a like, game. If you lose at home, they're dead last in the ACC. The, the computer rankings hate them. I mean, that's, that's a resume-crushing loss. So I'll go 8 for this one, closer to 10 for Saturday, which is just weird. It's bizarre to say that you're going to get no value in beating Syracuse mm-hmm. and Carolina, but that's just the year we've had in the ACC. Nick Coffey, go get your daughter. We'll talk to you soon. Hi, brother. See, See you, bud. See you, Nick. It's interesting stuff there. I, I, the Archie thing... Bayline. Uh, it's Beeline or Bayline? It's Beeline. You sure? It's Bayheim and Beeline. He doesn't look 67. He doesn't. He looks a little like Denny Crum. He's kind of a nice guy. I, I like him. I like him too. It was an odd fit for the pros. He didn't help himself out when he called his called his team thugs, like you're playing like a bunch of thugs. That wasn't oh, real well. smart and, right, and yelling at him like college kids. It's just, hey, that's, that's the NBA athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, David, you're on with the underdogs, Tony and Dave. What's up, man? Dave. Just wanted to chime in on the Rick Patino. Where does he go? He easily goes back to Kentucky. When he was in Louisville, he brought the banner down. I know he wasn't just – it wasn't just him, but we're the only school to have a national championship removed. He will always be revered in Lexington for that. If I were people in Lexington, I'd have a ticker tape parade with floats and <laughs> – and you know what? He won a title there. He lost the title at Lexington, but he was the guy that brought Louisville to their freaking knees. David, I can't argue with you, dude. And I'll let the on the knees thing go. I'll just yeah. let that go out yeah, into the was, ether. It was sitting there. It was. I was. I didn't even go. I wasn't going to reference it. No, nope. but you went to it. I wanted to let people know I got the reference. Okay. I don't want to get the text. How'd you miss that one? <laughs> Matter of fact, what? A text what do you line. Got? Oh, we do. I didn't even know we had this. Wow. 
Bunch of old guys. Text Let's line. get a fax machine first. 653-0790. Mm-hmm. Are we going longer on this break because we want to match up with the game? or Yeah, right? So that way, if you have something to say and you can't sit on hold at work, just shoot it to us. Pop off, sound so, off. Yeah, so new generation, which is right. Somebody told me it's rude to leave a voicemail now. So people leave, te- they do text messages. So maybe that's right. 6530790 if you want to send a text. Where, who will honor Rick first on their floor and welcome him back? What, under what scenario? I'm sorry, besides the NCAA reinstating a title, is Rick ever honored here? We're going to talk to Dick Gabriel coming up next, but, uh, and he's the one that sort of uh, talked about. It. He does a show on WLAP in, in Lexington, and our our friend uh, Billy Rutledge is a producer on that show. Now. now, am I off base? I would say that absolutely we honor the 2013 team, but I don't want to honor its coach. N- no, I, I'm no, not for a while. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. You got. Not just a national championship, but a Final Four and how much? 297 well, wins or something. And, and we're not done with the NCAA yet, possibly. That's exactly right. The guy that went on Terry Miner's show called Terry to go on the show and say, hey, this player, we were looking for another guy, and this guy just came into our lap. Oh, and by the Can way. Can you believe that, Terry? My favorite line is. No, we can't. And we didn't spend a dime to get it. Yes. That's what he said. Hey, I was on the record. Why would he say that? I thought that when I was dri- I was driving to a football game. We were coaching a football game after the show, and I was listening, and he said, we didn't pay a dime to get him. And I go, why would Rick say that? Maybe he was taking a jab at Kentucky. Maybe he was doing no, that. No, well, he was doing that. Well, we didn't even have to have him in and pay no. for recruiting or pay, put him up for his family or whatever. He was, right. And then he alluded to that after. He was like, hey, we didn't pay a dime to get him. As in, we didn't have to have a ho- we didn't have to host him. We didn't have to feed him dinner. You know, we didn't pay a dime to get him. And I was like, uh, but the way that played with me was a really lame alibi call. Like, look, before any of this came out, I was on the radio, <laughs> and I didn't know anything about any of this. Listen, let's see. I mean, here uh, I didn't say anything about that. Uh, DJ Fresh, Sutton, Wara, and Williams. I, I rattled it off to Nick Coffee. He goes, "That's it. That's my five. Two point guards. Sutton is that mean rebounding uh, three. War is your ACC player of the year. And I like Williams without the ball and with the ball. Now, here's the reason. I wanted to start Enoch just because I like the the five presence. Syracuse right now is 130-something defensively, which is horrible for them. Mm -hmm. They're still keeping opponents deep in the shot clock. Timeout. They're jacking up threes. Stop, stop. The last three times you have said, this next team shoots 20%, and then they go 8 for 8, or 10 for 10, or 20 for 20. Are you going to do it again? That's not where I'm going. That's what you said last time. Kyle. Georgia Tech is three for a million on three point lines. And then you went, the next one was Clinton's a terrible three point two. Syracuse, I mean, Syracuse. Is horrible on the offensive glass. The reason why their defense is so low is teams are getting second chance points, which may be a reason to have Williams and Sutton, two of the best guys at getting those garbage baskets. Uh, so from... that, that could be. So now you can get you can get mad at me. If Don't I, do if, it. If like tomorrow you say, Don't do it. I thought you said Syracuse couldn't rebound. Dude. You said they couldn't you rebound. Said they about rebounding. That's what you said. And then they'll have fifty six rebounds tonight. Well, that'll be Louisville's fault, not mine. All right, Bruce, you're on with the dogs. Go. Bruce. Hey, get Enoch out of the middle, man. When he gets when we have four guys around the perimeter and Enoch down in the black hole, 
zero movement. It stinks. We look tepid. Get him out. Hell, the guy can shoot threes. I know he's not. A, that's not where you want him. But Carl Anthony's town is shooting threes. Get him out. Get more ball movement. Go cards. I, dude, I can't disagree no, with Bruce. I hear you. He has a black hole. The double team comes. He needs to kick it out to somebody. And then but most happens. times he doesn't. And sometimes he doesn't have confidence when he's got that jump hook where it's like boom, boom, hook, and it goes in. If you see him dancing, you're like, here comes a travel. Uh, all right. I don't know what the text is from because what's, there's no name on it. What's going to be first, open? We got our first text. Oh, it, let's it, not forget Rick gave the crowd at Rupp the finger. Oh yes. Oh yeah. That was before he got a banner pulled. Maybe they'll pull his finger. <laughs> Seven ninety. Can't write this stuff. KRD. All right, Dick Gabriel here in a moment, but first let's get Reggie on. Uh, Reggie wants to talk about the game tonight, of course, and I've got some. The text line is chiming in on a starting lineup against the Q's tonight. Go ahead, Reg. Reggie. Reggie, hey, hey, I used to call you guys all the time when y'all were on the show earlier. Mm-hmm. But I have one. I was going to rant on one thing. My boy keeps calling Nor Wara Noora. What's with that? <laughs> <laughs> what is with that? Come on, come on, now, Dave. come on, Dave. Nora, Wara. No, it's not. There's, there's no, no N. N. There's no N. It's just like Wara. Wara. What is it good for? Wara. Absolutely Wara. nothing. Say it again. I know y'all been out for a couple of years, but it's Wara, dude. Come on, let's get with the program. <laughs> Thank you, Reggie. All right, Reggie. Hey, all right, what else but you got? Like, he's irritating me, man. All right, he's who's like, who's your starting five, Reggie? Okay, we get it, Reggie. Reg, Reggie, Reggie. Bye-bye, Reggie. All right, uh, we're going to get Dick Gabriel on here in a moment. Take uh, some lisinopril, Reggie. It's just a go. name. Uh, DJ McMoney, Wara, Sutton, and Williams. McMoney, because they play zone. I can't really argue with that, Mr. Textline. By the way, just a heads up, the color commentary tonight will come from one Dick Vitale. Oh, no. So we'll see if he has the silent N or not, Reggie. Just, just warning you All on right, that. don't let it go. Let it go. Uh, six five three zero seven nine zero six five three zero seven nine zero is the text line. We're bringing in our good friend Dick Gabriel. Dick, how you doing, buddy? Dick, I'm good. How are you? You're thinking, why is Vinetti calling me? They don't do the underdogs anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured we hadn't talked in a while. Yeah, no, that's that's tr- yes, that's right. That's why I'm calling. Well, you. earlier today we, we played you. we played breakup songs, and we were thinking about you. Yeah, that's what it was. We were melancholy, and we said, you know what? I miss Dick. I'm going to call Mr. Gabriel. All right. Um, That's very touching. We, I, both of us, and I think most people find it fascinating, now that Rick is gone and the dynamics between the two, you talked about this on your show, WLAP in Lexington. Matter of fact, you got Mr. Billy Rutledge is your producer. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's a handful. Yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> he is. All right. Your thoughts on this, because you can go uh, you can go down a bunch of rabbit uh, holes here, but where, where are you at on this? On which? On the uh, Rick Pitino back to Rupp Arena. I'm good with it. Uh, I don't have any problem with it. And, you know, it, it's, I'm kind of an outlier on, um, you know, him taking the Louisville job. I know a lot of people here, obviously, are always going to be ticked off about it. But I finally came to the conclusion that he's like you and me. You know, he likes or loved, living in Louisville, living in the state of Kentucky, actually. And, you know, he had more, he had more privacy in Louisville before his life blew up. Uh, but, you know, he did say he regretted leaving the Kentucky job. But, you know, he found happiness 
being back in the state of Kentucky, and we all love it here, and he decided he did too, which is a big admission for a guy who grew up in New York. And I've got cousins in New York, so I know how that is. Uh, you know, I heard it all my life about being from Kentucky, and I just said, eat your heart out. And so I said, you know, I mean, if the guy couldn't be on our end of the interstate, he wanted to be on your end of the interstate. So, you know, why not? And I think if and when he comes back, yeah, there's going to be some people with booing, but I think they'll be drowned out by people cheering him. Are there a group of fans that think it's more interesting that he comes back after leaving Louisville the way that he did, in the shape that it was in? Probably so, yeah. <laughs> and probably we'll, we'll make fun of him and all that. But uh, I'm telling you, you know, I've covered this program for for a long time, covered my first game, guys, in 1974. Oh, my gosh. I, I, yeah, but You were in high school. I was a mere child, but, you know, I mean, I, I've covered a couple of NCAA investigations and, uh, you know, both in football and basketball, but I can tell you this program was in ruins. I didn't know if it would ever get back to where it was, but, you know, and there were some guys they could have hired that would have eventually brought it back. Nobody, I don't think, could have brought it back faster and with more fun, given the style of play, than Rick Pitino. And so I think that ought to be what people remember. Talking to Dick Gabriel, will that so let's say that happens. Is Cal still there when the Rick Patino back to Rupp Arena happens or not? You know, I think it may take a little while longer. I don't know how much longer Cal Perry is gonna be here. Uh, I don't think that's what would keep Patino away. But, you know, I produced uh, a couple of documentaries about the Kentucky championship teams in the nineties, Cameron Mills and I did including the 96 team, of course, and uh, we went down and, and, and shot video of the reunion they had in Miami. That 96 team, they decided to have a party in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I chatted with Patino at length a couple times. And uh, he's got a great deal of respect for Calipari. I mean, you know, they disagree on some things, and I'm not saying they're best buddies, and I'm sure there's uh, things that rub each other the wrong way. But at one point, we were talking about Calipari and his use of social media and marketing, and he twice used the word brilliant when he talked about Calipari. So it's not like he was, you know, saying, out oh, that dirty SOB or whatever. But so it wouldn't surprise me if he came back when Calipari was here. But it may take, it may take him longer, you know, to come around to the idea of coming back to Lexington. Well, we love milestones, Dick Gabriel, but we're not going to make it to 2027 probably and wait for the 30th anniversary of the 97 team. That would give us 2022 (laughs) and the 25th, the quarter century anniversary of the 97 title. In 2022, is Coach Calipari still the coach of Kentucky? In 2022? Is that what you're asking? Yes, yep. Wow. Um, that's a great question. Yes. Yes. yes, he is. Yes. yes, you don't yeah, walk away. People, people, uh, I can't believe this question's his ass all the time. Look, it's $9 million. He can't, <laughs> it's, no one walks away from a good situation that pays you $9 million a year. I mean, it's. I think people forget how much money that is, and we're like, "Well, he's got so much money." I don't care. It's nine million dollars a year. He's still young. He's still loved there. There's no way he walks away from that, unless he's still pining a little bit for NBA success. And I don't know if that's true or not. Well, they better double it. 
I think that he would have gone back to the NBA by now, don't you? Yes, probably. I, I yes. I think that's, a, that's an itch that, that, that he probably wanted to scratch because, let's face it, he failed uh, in the NBA. And I, that's why it didn't surprise me when Patino went back. Uh, because, you know, he, he actually had success. People forget about that, about Patino. Patino had great success in New York. Yeah, Nick. Along with GM. Yeah, yeah. You know, well. So it didn't surprise me when he went back and he had the perfect situation with the Celtics. He just kind of screwed it up. Well, and here's but the other I, thing. I, I think. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dick. Here's the other thing. Is, I, I'm not running down college basketball, but you know as well as anybody, the competition is not what it used to be here or in, yep. in, in the country. So now you want to go to the NBA and really have a dog fight and a rock fight every single night, or you can coach, because let me tell you something, some of the younger coaches are not in the league of Krzyzewski and, and Self and Calipari. And, you know, Mac's a great young coach, but they're far and few between. He can stay and make $9 million a year and beat up on the rest of the SEC and make a run in the tournament every year. I, I think it's a far-fetched that he leaves any time soon i the one thing that bothers me and and i I don't know if it would affect his thinking is you know he'll never build a team like he had in 2012 he'll never be able to put a team like that together right people forget yeah they had kid gilchrist and davis but they had veterans and you'll never have veterans that stick around uh and and that's why these teams that went virginia villanova you know that those are the teams that are winning now and that's not his blueprint right now so unless he unless he makes a change and i don't see how he does I don't think he would. It's going to be tough for him, and it's tough for anybody to win a national title. But you know, when your team is is, is just constantly turning over every year, that's really tough. Yep. I'm not sure how closely you've watched Louisville, Dick, but if you have a little bit, any theories as to their recent struggles? I, I didn't understand you there. The 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 slump for Louisville. Any thoughts on that, or are you uh, do you watch any Louisville games? I do, and I think it underscores how important uh, Nora is. I think you know he is clearly one of the best players in the country, and just it just seems that whenever he's off, Louisville's off, and you know, and I guess he'll go. That team will go as he goes, and they're good without him. But I think when he plays well, they're great. So I, I think he's got to finish strongly. I think if he does, Louisville's got a real chance. Thank you, Dick Gabriel. We'll talk to you soon, and take care of our boy Billy Rutledge. Okay. See ya. See you, buddy. Thank you, Dick. Of course, we will see him at Derby time. It's an interesting topic with Rick Pitino back to Rupp. I, I think he is right. I think he'll end up going back to Rupp way before he's welcome back to Louisville. Sorry, I mean that's. I think that right is now where you're at. I can't imagine any fan out there even considering the idea in the anywhere near future of honoring Rick Pitino. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Louisville tonight, huge game because of the rivalry. Syracuse and Louisville go back. 50 years. When I was a kid watching Denny scheduled Syracuse every single year. And then they ended up in the Big East with Syracuse. So you didn't have to schedule them in the non-conf. And then we followed them to ACC. Bayheim is, is coached against Denny, Rick, and now Mac. This is a rivalry. There will be obnoxious uh, Syracuse fans in the crowd tonight. Watch that. It's going to be fun. I know you hate this. Syracuse has lost four of five, but a combined 18 points, including a three-point loss to Florida State at their place. So if you're not paying attention, and they hadn't been paying attention the last two games, they are are good enough to win in this building. But that is the same talking point we've had for 10 straight games. The team of playing is a lot better than our record shows. Well, and, and technically it is true. I, 
you know, I I thought they were going to beat your Seminoles. I did too. Uh, and Tallahassee. Yep. So it's going to be a rock fight tonight. My five is DJ Fresh, Sutton, Wara, and Williams. The text line is up at 6530790. Taking your phone calls on the game tonight. Who's going to win? Who's your starting lineup? A lot of storylines on the afternoon underdogs. Tony and Dave on 790. KRD. Down, 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 down. No, come oh. on in, Gus. Come in, sit down. We're hey, live on hey, the air. Hey. Don't cuss. We're live on the air. He's you know, a... sit down for a second. What? What do you mean you gotta go? Oh, game. Give me five seconds. I gotta engineer, otherwise gotta... the game's not on the air. No, no. What I'll do is I will call you after a while and get down here. I said, please come, your highness. No, I you think, didn't say on the text. And you did say, can you come to the studio for a second? I was, I almost said something else. I bet you did. All right, what did I read your texts? No, 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 no. Don't ever read my text on the air. We had trouble with Dick. We did have trouble with Dick. Gabriel was on the phone with us. And this is not the first guest that they, on the phone, they can, they, the, it's jerk. Sounds garbly. It's almost said gerbled, but it's, it's garbled. (laughs) On the other side, is there an answer for that engineer person? You drag me up here to ask. <laughs> really? He's pissed now. He's legitimate pissed now. Hey, it's, if we don't get on the air, <laughs> Dick said we were gerbled. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that that had a lot of meetings right there. This ch- <laughs> gerbled or ga- gerbled? No, no, I like no, gerbled. Wait a no. That's baby food. That's gerbled was a Nazi, I think. Um, Okay, it's got to do with all. Uh, okay, technical time. Ready? Technical okay. time, everybody. Oh, everybody, take a Hold on a second. Talk slow okay. for us. We did dumb Go, Mister Engineer. So everything, all the phone lines nowadays are on. Use the internet. Okay. Right. Oh Even yeah. Your cell phone. Okay. Is really all right. All right. Oh, okay. Sounds yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So if there's a lot of traffic on the internet. It, the, the little packets can't get through, and things don't. Maybe work it could right. be these crappy microphones. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Look uh, around. This place looks right. like a wonderful. place. You are it's, behind it's the dirty. scenes it at U of I enjoy your text I'm or tweeting. And I'm up front. You're up front. If it's a nine o'clock game, people out on the West Coast will send texts to me. Going, I look at Gus. It's looks like he's Gus. drunk on the television. Well, you are huh? drunk. How You're close drunk to Dick happens. will you be tonight? Uh, but I'm not no. answering that. Well, All right. Oh, Vitalis. Right, yes. Good color. Oh, Vitalis. Yes. He's cross the- <laughs> Easy. You know, you got to be specific. It is the Yum Center. It is. All right. Um, well, he's he's across the court. The, the the visiting audio sits next to the television people. We don't get to sit next to them. On average, how many F-bombs from Rick during a game and how many F-bombs from uh, Mac boy, during a game? That's a good game? question. Mac will generally good for one to two okay, if you can two. hear them. That's Rick two and a half hours, good. not bad. One an hour. Two. But then Rick was subdued some games. You wouldn't get one out of him. But Mac will get a, a curse. He, he's he's probably more than, than Patino. Yeah. I watched the FSU game last night, and, yeah. and Katie, was, Katie George was talking about Leonard Hamilton. And when they're there, it's not just Leonard dialing up plays and the players listening. They would interact. They would have thoughts yes. on what he was saying. Compare Rick Pitino talking to the players at a timeout with Mac. Um, he's calmer. Okay, let's start with one thing that happened. One th- the the first thing I noticed when Mac came to town. Okay, let's let's I tell you what. Uh, it's time for a play. Can we have a play? Yes. This is very for those okay. uh, listening. All right. Along. Draw All right. a play. Draw a play. You, you, you can uh, you can you can kind of yeah give feel it. long right. Okay, here. so. Here's the beginning of the game, and here is Patino standing, let's say, for the national anthem and the, and, and greeting the coach. Hands. Tony, it's so good to see you. Dave, it's great to see you. It's you so too, good coach. to have you. It's, it's going to be a great you. game tonight. Good okay, to see you, it's great to yeah. see you. Did you wash your hands? Horn goes off. Yep. You know, Get out there! 
What are you trying to? Where are you going? What in the heck? Ross, over here. It's exactly like it. It's like it gentle he stops, and high. He stops and screams, why aren't you over, over, over? Ross, Ross. That's all I heard all the time. I was like, why is he calling him out? And he was out of defensive position, I guess. Okay, here's Mac. Mac's like, hey, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. Horn goes up. Hey, he just kind of looks. He just kind of watches. But the thing that you'll notice is that every player, almost every time he comes off the court, gives him a smack on the hand. Tino never did that. Yeah. Tino was like, sit down. Yeah. Sit him down. Get, talk to him. He was... Right. He was yeah. There's a yeah, different, two different styles. Now, Mike will get upset at him, but it's never anything. Mike will just sit in the thing. Hey, all right, come on. We got to do this. You got to do that. You know, he's always upbeat, but Patino was like, what were, what were you in a position? What were you doing? Going, I tell you, just sit him down. You're never playing again. Different. I, I used to love watching totally Rick because world. he would have his, his back to us and his players are on this end of the court. So Rick is watching them. He's yelling at them, but they, they can't really hear him. And then they run a perfect play and he's acting like he just maestroed that. It's like yes, none of yeah. them turned around to look at no. you. I used to yell at John Wrestling, and he, he would come off at like years later and go, I can't hear a word you're saying. Right. Um, but here's what I would used to love about the old broadcast. It would be kind of quiet on a game that's 7 o'clock tip, and mm-hmm. people aren't there yet. It would be kind of quiet, and you hear out of the blue, Rick's lone voice, Shane! Get an effing man! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I remember my first... And then it would be... Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, it's there in man-to-man, and everybody's got somebody but Shane. And and the the comment would be on the broadcast, uh, uh, Rick uh, obviously sore at his, his player. <laughs> right. Because it's... You know, there's a mic right there, and even if there wasn't oh, one yeah. turned on, it's oh, going yeah. to pick it up. Oh, yeah. I remember my very first oh, UofL yeah. broadcast, I looked over at Paul, and I said, Hey, uh, you think he'll curse in front of us here? No, no, he probably will over there in that huddle, but he won't uh, in front of us. And like the next time out, get on your effing man! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just looked over and Paul's like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, all right. FCC. Yep. All right. Thanks for that answer, Mr. Engineer Guy. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you all didn't have, uh, you know, anything to fill this portion of the show, so you had to No, up here for this that. was a valuable segment. So? Really? Yes, yeah, a very okay. informative inside so. look okay. at Louisville basketball. Right. Yeah, okay. Who canceled on you? Huh? Right. Henry Lee Summer. <laughs> oh, you're way that? better than Henry Lee yes. Summer, dude. Wish I had an engineer that walked like that. Oh, damn it. Stam it? No, damn it. Uh, I was trying to do stop it and damn it at I the know. same time, and it's damn it. Damn it. Because I'm constantly <laughs> telling you and Dwight, stop. Damn it. Stop it. All right. I my, thought that was other, a very informative inside look. My other favorite one was when Russ Smith was down there. I told the story years ago. But Rick, he, he didn't like what he did on the court. So Russ sits down, and Rick's just ripping into him, ripping into him, ripping him. He kind of walks away like I told him. Russ smacked him on the butt. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rick just looked up in the air and shook his head. Damn it. He wasn't listening to a word I said. The Afternoon Underdogs on 790. KRD. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.